Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. My guest on this show is Christy Clemens Hoffman. She is a lifetime intuitive teacher and a consultant whose passion is connecting people with their spiritual team. She's a Reiki master. Uh, She does hypnosis. She does all sorts of cool things. She lives here in Kansas City, and we talked about our sacral chakra and how much that controls our sex organs and how women often hold a lot of tension and trauma in this region. Uh, We discussed a lot of other things too, like sex and the energy we can take from our lovers, uh, finding matching energies, oh gosh, oh, spiritual blueprints, which are known as Akashic Records, and a little bit about chosen family and free mom hugs too. You can catch her coming up at the end of January in Kansas City, actually at an Overland Park at the Good Living Expo. Check the show notes. I will have more information for you there. And of course, you can find her at her website, which is radiatewellnesscommunity.com or find her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even Pinterest. Enjoy this episode. Today, I'm joined by one of my favorite humans I've met over the past few years, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Say what you are again one more time. Metaphysician. Metaphysician. Thank you. So tell us, what what does that mean? What what do you do, Christy? In a nutshell, I provide readings, Reiki, and regression. So I am a medium. I talk to angels and dead people, pets. I look inside your body and see what's going on. Uh, I do all kinds of readings. Uh, private and uh, at fairs and then with the Reiki I'm a Reiki master so I work on chakras and the energy system teach about that as well and then with the regression I am a past life hypnotherapist I practice quantum healing hypnosis technique which is also used for healing I had a great healing session with that yesterday as well as introspective hypnosis that works with attachments entities but also forgiveness and repatterning painful memories so a lot, a of, lot things. of things. Helping people heal is what I hear. Helping people heal. And I am the owner of, and founder of Radiate Wellness, mm-hmm. which is a collective of other healers as well. We've got six healers, mostly here in Kansas City. We've got one in Switzerland. And we do a lot of different things. That's so awesome. I'm so happy to be here, Kristen. You I'm... are also one of my favorite people. Oh, thank you. One of my you. new friends. Thank yes. you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's this lovely wellness community here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And we have people that bring us all together. And that's amazing because we all, you know, we all have our own different modalities and specialties. and we, But we all support each other and can help our community with healing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a great network, and we're all very close Mm -hmm. and really not competitive at all. Mm -mm. No, No. not at all. I've always been interested in having a past life regression reading. Oh, it's Um, interesting. I feel like a very old soul, and I know I've lived previous lives, and I just I want to know more about that. So Mm -hmm. 
what what's your process for how do you kind of start getting into that and what what kind of healing have you seen it bring people when you do those readings well yesterday it's not a reading it's actual okay. hypnosis okay right so people are seeing these things and they're channeling their own higher self and the higher self is actually delivering the healing so it's interesting yesterday this woman is very dynamic, very vivacious lady, and she just had a lot of general questions about mm-hmm. past lives, about relationships, about why things are the way they are in the current lifetime. She went to this fascinating lifetime and looked like maybe 30s, or maybe 30s, and all of these kind of rounded corner cars with white walls and things like that in New York City. And she was this lady who um, was terrific at business, had this speakeasy, and did a lot of things that are really kind of illegal, but she mm-hmm. made a great life, had a lot of fun, had this best friend and partner who was Irish and dangerous, but loved her and she loved him. They were not romantic because that would mess everything up. Uh, we went to another, then she died because she screwed over the wrong person and was poisoned. Uh, anyway, then she went to another lifetime where she was this very happy young wife with a baby uh, and somewhere in the Mediterranean was killed in an earthquake. Mm. And so it was interesting because the th- common thread there is enjoy life while you have it because you just don't know. And she has certainly had a lot of loss in this lifetime. And then with the healing, the last part of the session, we always call in the subconscious, but it's more like a super conscious, more like your high self mm-hmm. that conducts the healing. And so did some healing around hips. She didn't even tell me she had hip problems. Um, did a lot of work cleaning up scar tissue in the abdomen after C-sections and miscarriages. Uh, what else did she have healed? Spine. So those are just three things she had healed. And when she came out, I said, well, how are you feeling? She goes, I actually I feel really good. It's like they said they healed your hip. How's your hip? it feels great and and they healed your abdomen how does that feel she goes oh my gosh there's this knot that's always been there and it's not there anymore so it's really interesting you know the power of the subconscious the power of the mind the power of our higher self the power of god you know it's that's what does the healing yeah Oh my gosh! I just get to watch. Okay, well then I guess I'm gonna have to get scheduled for that because I'm. I want to know. I want to know. I want to. I want to hear what what's what's going on in there with myself. (laughs) So and and get get that healing. Like right. 2019 was kind of a weird year. It was for a lot of people. And the 2010s were just a shit decade, honestly. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, I'm mm. really looking forward to a new decade. Yeah, this is yeah. gonna. Yeah, a lot happen, and you're not the only one who's reported that. Yeah, you know, I did this clearing, healing type of meditation last Friday with Kathy Lesmeister, and we had a lot of people come in and just like, ah, this was a fucked up year. I want to mm-hmm. get the energy of this year off of my soul. It was so good in so many ways. Okay, I will say like, if 2019, 2019, it could have been better. It could have been worse. There were a lot of good things that happened mm-hmm. this last year, but like the whole decade, there's a reason I didn't do this post on Facebook like everybody else did about like what went on for them over the last decade. So I was like, I don't want to relive all of that. I don't, I don't want to dredge it all up. No, 2019 was pretty good for me, but absolutely the 2010s, mm, I'd so love much. a do-over. Yeah, same Z. So the 20s are my do-over. Hell yeah. So maybe I need to have, again, one of those readings for the healing well, to set up the decade for success. <laughs> so, so how long have you been doing this? Well, I've been working one-on-one with clients since uh, about 2010. 
Gosh. And that was when I started with the readings. And it came out of a personal setback, huge personal setback, but came out with this skill that I was able to harness. I'd been psychic all my life and didn't know what that meant and didn't know what you didn't know that you could do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And so learned how to do stuff with it and started seeing clients about 2010. And then about mm, five, six years ago, I added Reiki, did one and two, my lower levels of Reiki and started seeing clients. And then 2016, I got my Reiki master and was certified in this hypnosis Mm -hmm. therapy. And so I've just been continuing in that vein. 2016 is also when I started Radiate Wellness. Lovely. So So you really spent that whole decade just kind of figuring out your path and understanding what you could do with your gifts. Absolutely. And then building a business around that. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) I love it. I love people that just take charge of their lives, especially after you were in corporate America. Yes. um, Went through layoff. And that's what a lot of people go through. They they get into, you know, what everyone thinks they should do, which is, you know, have the job and the benefits and, you know, work in corporate America, do all that stuff, the drudgery. Yes. And they don't, they don't care about us. No. You know, corporations don't care about us. So, and then, you know, when we've built our lives around that company and then they yes. don't have any use for us that can leave a lot of people feeling lost and yes. lonely and not knowing what to do so right. that's amazing that you took your gifts and ran with them <laughs> so even there if it no was way. a long path no i was not going to do another corporate job just the the thought of having to do that the th- the application and interview just gave me stomach knots yeah yeah i'm sure you know how it is oh yeah yeah i yeah uh, I mean, the last company I worked for was a private company, but it was a larger private company. Mm-hmm. But I still felt like I was in a corporate setting. Sure. And yeah, I have zero interest in going back. Exactly. Well, you've built quite an empire yourself. Thank doing you. Doing some really fun stuff and helping people. Well, and that's what I say I'm doing right now is building my empire. So <laughs> I love that you said that. I really, truly am. It's one of my hashtags, building my empire. Oh, nice. So, I mean... All the stuff that you do is awesome, but I brought you on here today to talk more about chakras. A lot of people yeah. aren't familiar with chakras and specifically the sacral chakra. Absolutely. So give us, give me just a, a high level overview of what chakras are. So, well, I've done a Facebook Live series this week on my uh, one of my business pages, my personal business page, not the Radiate Wellness, but Angel's Guidance with Christy Clemens Hoffman on Facebook. And so I did this um, series of live live uh, live talks about the chakra system this week and just wrapped it up today. So chakras are energy centers within the body, and the the energy system is really what runs the entire body right? Mm-hmm. It's that part of us that keeps everything going. You know, we know about this, the nervous system, the circulatory system, digestive, skeletal, muscular system, all these different systems, reproductive system, but we don't talk about the energy system and that's really mm-hmm. what calls the shots. Mm-hmm. The energy system runs on our thoughts and beliefs, just as everything else in the universe does. We create our reality with our thoughts and our beliefs. It's, they're that powerful. And so the energy centers, there we we tend to think of the seven principal chakras as the chakra system, but it's much more than that. The seven principal chakras go from stem to stern, from mm-hmm. the sitting area up to the crown of the head, and everything in between. There are seven of those, mm-hmm. and that's ten. That's typically what we think of. So they are 
They govern the physical parts. So the root chakra is at the base of the base of the spine. It's the outer genitalia. It's the hips, and it governs that physical structure. Mm-hmm. And then the sacral chakras, which we're going to be talking about today, is uh, below the navel, above the pubic bone. Uh, it governs the prostate, the bladder, the uterus, ovaries, all of that internal stuff mm-hmm. physically. Then the solar plexus chakra is just below the, the rib cage where our solar plexus is. And it governs the diaphragm, the upper GI, liver, gallbladder, spleen, all that stuff, mid-back. Um, then we've got the heart chakra, which is in you know over our heart. So lungs and heart and circulate circulatory system breathing all of that stuff love and compassion Mm -hmm. but then we've got the throat chakra which is the throat the uh all the glands there thyroid hyper hypothyroid uh, not hypothyroid um oh the word is completely hypothalamus thank you yes and all of those things the neck all of that stuff. And then we've got the brow chakra, which is behind the forehead, and it is governing mental functions, the brain, et cetera. And then the crown chakra at the very top also governs the brain, scalp, hair, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just kind of an overview. But all of the chakras respond to various thoughts and beliefs. Like the root chakra is about stability, security, trust, feelings of do I have everything I need? The sacral chakra, which we're going to be focusing on and taking a deep dive, mm-hmm. is where we hold our sexual energy. Relationship yeah. time. Yeah. That's oh, that's your talk about. world. That's, that's it. That's what yes. we're going to be talking about. <laughs> and then just real quick, the, sol- the solar plexus is our personal power. Heart chakra is love and compassion. Throat chakra is communication. Brow chakra is imagination. It's uh, also our, our vision. And then the crown chakra is our spirituality. So that's kind of a rough overview of the principal ones. But today we're talking about the sacral chakra. Yes. Yeah. And so in women, I see this out of whack quite frequently. You don't Be- say. Yeah, don't say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never would have guessed that, judging by the things that I hear from my clients. Oh, I'll bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And women tend to hold on to relationship stuff way more than men. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Is that what you find too? Yeah, Yeah, we hold on to that shit. Yeah. Well, and gender issues too. You know, you can't do that because you're a girl or Mm -hmm. uh, girls are supposed to be just pretty and that's it. You know, just the messages that we internalize about our gender. Mm -hmm. Men have this too, of course, but, you know, women, we just, we just, we internalize that shit, you know? We internalize a weakness. We do. As a society about Mm -hmm. our gender. You know, people saying things like, grow some balls. Testicles are not that tough. They're really not. <laughs> so let's stop talking about that. And and I had someone recently, I told this actually in the last show, someone said, well, I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm being like a little girl about it. I was like, hold on. Let's not compare yourself to a, a young girl and comparing it to weakness. What you're really trying to say is what? He's like, well, I don't want to be like a wuss. I was like, okay, so that's more about a, a personal weakness rather than a comparison Absolutely. weakness. And he, do you get what I'm saying? He's yeah, like, yes, exactly. Okay, I get it. I get it. And, so, you know, the. But he, he understood it, but it was ingrained good. in him to yes. just say that. Right. So hopefully, even though we're not seeing each other anymore because we had that talk on New Year's Day, uh, hopefully he will move forward and simply use that as a lesson to change his vernacular. So. Power is, I mean, words have power, Mm -hmm. you know? There's a lot of power in the things we say and the things that we just kind of throw away. You know, people say, oh, that's so gay. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, "Mm, so what are you saying? Mm -hmm. Right? Is that really what you mean? 
you know, having having intention behind her words. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and the whole trope of how, you know, a woman who is effective, assertive, shows her boundaries is a bitch. Mm-hmm. A man who does these is an effective leader. Uh, a boss. Mm-hmm. Right? A yeah. boss. They're both bosses. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all perception. It's it, all perception. Well, and those perceptions yes. are altered by those gender stereotypes. They sure. are. Yeah. Absolutely. We hold all that stuff in the mm-hmm. sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, the times that we've been hurt by partners, uh, you know, the physical trauma, like a rape, uh, incest, mm-hmm. the... The fact that all women I know have been touched inappropriately, they've been groped, they've been ogled, they've been whistled out, all these things. We hide that shame in the sacral chakra, you know, and just waiting to be triggered. I did see a study that came out this last year relating to this. It talks about how um, when we're experiencing stress and anxiety, Mm -hmm. the first muscle group that women tense is their pelvic floor area, that sacral chakra. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if someone's at a high level of anxiety or things like that, if they're constantly tightening up that area, yeah, they're going to have issues over the long run. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's when you get into things like vaginismus, mm-hmm. uh, painful intercourse, mm-hmm. uh, vulvodynia, and things like that. So, mm-hmm. And I, I know that there's some medical ways to work through some of those things, but right. I think that there's got to be emotional and, and kind of metaphysical ways to work through that. So tell yeah. me more about some of the ways that you know, if you're if if women are especially holding all this trauma and all this anxiety in that area, what mm-hmm. are some of the ways that you help them work through that? Well, that's an excellent question, Kristen. I always see physical issues as like a mountain that you want to dig a tunnel through. And uh, many parts of the the world, we dig tunnels through mountains so we can drive through them. So mm-hmm. uh, you're trying to dig this tunnel through this big problem that seems like a mountain. On the one side, you do the things that are physical, and it'd be silly not to. You get checked out. You do physical therapy. You, um, you know, take medication if that's warranted. You do all those things. But on the other side, there's the energetic. What caused it? Mm-hmm. The thoughts, the beliefs, the trauma that the feelings that cause this issue. And you have to address those because if you're only addressing the physical, well, then you're not addressing the cause. You can mask symptoms, but it's going to come back and you don't receive the complete healing. But if you only work on the the energetic, the emotional, et cetera, et cetera, you'll reach the same goal, but it'll take a lot longer. Mm -hmm. So you really need to have both of these things in tandem. And I always talk to my clients about how you know, I really think you need to see a doctor about such and such, and I'm going to support you during that time, mm-hmm. especially with cancer, especially with something that's, you know, mm-hmm. large and systemic like that. Yeah. But with anything, oh, well, I had a client with hysterectomy. She was going in for a hysterectomy. We'd been working on different issues for a long time. And finally she said, you know, I'm just done. I need to, I need to pursue this. And I said, okay, I totally support that. Come see me for Reiki before you do that, mm-hmm. like a day or two. She did, and her recovery time, she bounced back fully in two weeks, which usually takes six to eight weeks at least. And Mm -hmm. I said, honey, trust me, you've got six to eight weeks, you've got medical leave, milk it. You're feeling great, (laughs) but milk it, take this time. Yeah. You know? Because it's not just about having an organ removed. Right. I mean, oh, they cut through muscle wall. Yeah. They, yeah, it's your your support system completely shifts. And there can be a lot of uh, psychological things that come along be. with the removal of a sex organ or Absolutely. just any organ, really. But like 
breasts and, and ovaries and uterus, things like that, having surgeries on those things can really psychologically affect women. No, you're absolutely right. Well, and you can remove the organ, but you still got the chakra there. You still got the energy mm-hmm. of it there. And you've added an insult to it, to that area, right? A physical insult to that area. And, you know, that also, it's not just the beliefs and the, the energy of it. So actual injury, illness, surgery can, it's like, what is the chicken or the egg? You know, did the thought bring about the the symptom that needed to be resolved with surgery or did the surgery create this issue that needed to be resolved energy it's both mm-hmm. right so we can have the energetic input into this situation then we have surgery and now we've got that to deal with too because that's also affected our energy system mm-hmm. so yeah it's all wrapped up in one fascinating ball yeah <laughs> so it- if, say, someone's listening to this and wondering right. if they're having some issues with right. their sacral chakra, what are some of the signs and symptoms that perhaps they've got something going on? So just for someone that's not very in tune with their, their body. Right. Okay. Well, let's start with that then. Well, the energetic and the emotional, well, they would, you know, they might feel a bit withdrawn. They can feel very emotional. They can feel um, unsure and shy about relationship, or if they're in relationship may have some questions about how, you know, how is this relationship affecting me? How am I being my best self in this relationship? So they can have that type of thing. They may have fear of sex, fear of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, the sacral chakra is also a creative center. One of them, along with the, the brow chakra, the third eye, um, because of course, this is the area where we create life in our bodies mm-hmm. with our bodies. They may have creativity blocks, um, so those are some of the things that might, may single, signal them emotionally and energetically that there could be an issue and they mm-hmm. could be blocked or imbalanced. And then physically they could have uh, bladder issues, mm-hmm. uterus issues if for men, prostate, you know, those type of physical issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and those, those are things that you definitely want to address. You want to get it checked out. But then come see me. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to the origin yeah. of how that happened. And you know, it's interesting with hypnosis. The one of the forms of hypnosis that I do is introspective. Mm. Besides the quantum healing, and and it also deals with past life issues. You can get to past lives through that, but um, it deals with attachments and entities. Mm. So it's interesting because we all take on other people's energy all the time. And folks who are super, super sensitive. I know growing up, my parents always said, you're just too sensitive. <sighs> but we do take on yeah. other people's stuff. Yeah. And then when you are in close proximity. I parts, heard that too when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm sure you have. <laughs> I'm sure you have. And so when we're in close proximity with someone, we're having sex, we're intimate. Our energies are completely entwined. We can take on some of that. We're going to take a quick break for just a moment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more after a few words that'll help me get paid. When you think about your past lovers, your sexual history, you've taken on a lot of energy that Mm -hmm. you may not have realized. But other ways we can take on other people's energy are um, being drunk, blackout Mm -hmm. drunk, Mm -hmm. drugs, being in surgery because Mm -hmm. our consciousness is out. Mm-hmm. Right, and if we've had emotional trauma, emotional upset, mm-hmm. not just one day, not just one bad day, but you know a, a history of it, mm-hmm. then that can leave more or less holes in our energetic system mm. that other folks' stuff can inhabit. So we can literally be carrying other people's energy in us and with us that is affecting us emotionally, could be affecting us physically, and so 
then doing this type of session can help relieve that. That's a concept that was very foreign to me until just even a few years ago. I think it was mm-hmm. really about three or four years ago that I started trying to understand more about myself, um, right. accepting being an empath, you know, yes. and, and not and not having anyone tell me I was hokey for it. You know, like sometimes you just have to ignore what people around you were saying and find your people who are going to understand that about you and, and not, I don't know, people that don't get it like to belittle that. You know, they do. They don't understand the concept of like your energy is directly affecting me. And I guess on a higher level, they do get like when someone comes in in a bad mood that it can drag down the room or the concept of one bad apple can ruin everything. Yet when it comes to that one-on-one level, sometimes people that don't get that when you say you're an empath or even hint at something like that, they're like, oh, here we go with the woo-woo shit. (laughs) You know, so I've had to. I've had to kind of test the water sometimes as I'm out in the dating world because I, I can't attach myself to somebody who would belittle me for that or not understand it or, again, not um, not get that their attitude, that the way that they move about in the world, if you're going to be my partner, that's going to affect me and vice versa. It is, absolutely. I mean, and I get not – I understand not getting it, and I would be fine with that, but belittling, not okay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, just – poo-pooing it or not doing anything to manage your energy I think managing your energy is a very good thing to do everybody should manage their energy mm-hmm. it's like we affect everyone we're all connected yeah I admit I didn't do a great job of managing my energy over Christmas because it was oh. just so I didn't do my thing to protect myself before I went into the situation and it just blew up on me Christmas was tough this year I'm sorry to hear that. It's a tough time for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It really is because we're with family Mm -hmm. and, you know, we spend so many years, you know, like 17, 18 years being a child and then the rest of our life we spend undoing all of the damage. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. 100%. Oh, that's exactly how I feel. But I mean, I told my mom it was the last Christmas with family. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm in charge now of who I expose myself to and what energies I'm around now. Yes. And I'm going to not choose to be a part of that anymore. Yeah. I always tell people, you know, we don't have any obligation to participate in anybody's energy. Mm -hmm. We do have an obligation, though, to be kind, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind to set boundaries. Sometimes the kindest thing we can tell someone is no, Mm -hmm. you know, and setting boundaries like a boss is self-care. I'm sorry, but it's self-care. Yes. It's not being a bitch. It's not mm-hmm. being a dick. It's self-care. Yeah. To know what you can accept and cannot accept and then setting that firm boundary. You know, there's this wonderful device we have called a little phone. Mm-hmm. I'm picking mine up now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and on that, there is a hotline you can text during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Stand up for racial justice. Ah. There's this hotline you can text and it's like I'm having trouble with Uncle Dave. <laughs> it's like thank you for texting the hotline are you having problems with racial justice issues with social justice issues or you know what else and then it'll give you some talking points oh my god I wish I'd known about that before right I wish I I needed to do a PSA for them or something I thought wow what a great service you know because we're swimming in everybody's soup at any given moment you know our aura is the part of our energy system that spills outside of our body. Sorry if I'm getting too woo-woo for some of the listeners, but, you know, this is my world. You know, the energy system spills out of the body, and that's called the aura, and it, on a good day, um, you know, it expands up to 
up to nine feet if we're really feeling expansive and happy. If we're feeling uh, withdrawn, it can be you know as little as one foot all around us, 360 degrees. So I'm sitting here across the table from you, Kristen, and we're all up in each other's energy oh, yeah. fields, right? Yeah. And so you know if I'm sitting here crying, what are you going to do? You're going to cry too, right? If I'm angry, you're going to start to feel angry too. Because we're just, you're participating in my energy and vice mm-hmm. versa. Mm-hmm. And then you think about, and this is so, so true of so many people, so many of us just can't go into crowds like we used to. Oh, I can't. It very depends upon the kind of crowd. It does. And the, how you are feeling. Yes. Right. I can handle large crowds with a collective effervescence. Like mm. large concerts. Right. I go to Bonnaroo now each summer. I just bought my ticket. You got you go to what now? Bonnaroo Music Ooh. and Arts Festival in Tennessee. Ooh. It's Thursday through Sunday. Um, there are musicians, but there's also comedy. There's again like um, pe- vendors selling their goods. Um, great food, great vibes. It's all about radiate positivity. That's mm. their slogan. I can handle a hundred thousand people and walk around on my own. I don't need to have somebody by my right. side that whole time. I mean, I walked around at three a.m. and never felt unsafe in that group. I don't feel safe at Chiefs games. Right. I think it's because of the competition and the alcohol that fuels everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can handle being around alcohol at concerts, and I can even handle baseball games because even though there's the rivalry, I think baseball is a little more friendly, generally yeah. speaking, than football I, rivalries yeah, or football. I totally like, get it. it's just that like intense head-to-head competition and that anxiety that you feel walking through the crowd and seeing people like yell at the opposing team you know fans I don't like that energy I can't handle it right absolutely yeah I do have to be very mindful of what kind of crowd I'm in there's been times I've been out say in Westport that it's full I'm having a good time even if I'm I don't tend to drink much in public because I gotta manage my energy Mm -hmm. um and manage everything around me too that's just how I am uh there are times where it's completely packed and I'm fine, but there are other times I'm like, I got to get out of here. People's energies are not good. Mm-hmm. We need to leave. And mm-hmm. sometimes people don't understand it. I'm like, look around at all the bickering. Look around at like what's going on here. They've already escorted three people out of the bar. Like, mm-hmm. no, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Yeah. Well, I do a lot of fairs, psychic fairs, mm-hmm. metaphysical fairs and things like that. I love the metaphysical fair. It is so much fun. We've got several coming up in the springtime. So My I'm girlfriends really and I like to go together. Oh, super, super, super. Yeah, we're always there. Always there. All these different fairs. And it's wonderful. The energy is off the hook. Many people who are not used to it have a hard time. They get headachey. They get really tired. And they need to step out and just collect themselves. I'm there all weekend. I'm sitting with people, talking with them, talking to their angels, their loved ones, you know, seeing what's going on with them, just like giving them readings. And at the end of the day, I'm fucking exhausted, wrung out like a sponge, and then need to be there the next day. And it's a blast. I love the fairs. They really are energizing. They're, They're wonderful. But, um, you know, I need to retreat for a while and collect myself and collect my energy and build it up again. And I have this desire to go around and travel to different fairs out of town. I think it would be a a fun thing. But I would, you know, financially, I'd probably have to stay with somebody. Mm -hmm. After a full day at the fair, I have to be alone. And just knowing that about yourself is important. Mm -hmm. So knowing what you can take and what will send you over the edge very important otherwise you get yourself into these situations and you're having a terrible time and it takes you days to recover yeah 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 um i know one fair last summer i was doing a group reading this was an archangels and ascended masters gallery and there was this woman and she always wears 
a scarf over her head, like tied up like a kerchief, like we used to do in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I said, you've got something going on with your crown chakra. She says, yeah, I can't take energy. I have to cover it at all times. And I said, are you, do you have a migraine right now? She said, yeah, I'm starting a migraine. I said, because I feel a migraine coming on. And it was the worst migraine. I had, And I just picked it up from her mm-hmm. because I was already in this situation where the energy was off the hook. But just knowing things about you, what you can take, what you can't take. And talking about being in partnership with someone, like a physical partnership, mm-hmm. an intimate relationship, there's got to be a good energetic match there. Otherwise, it's really going to be very difficult. Not saying that it's not going to work, but it's always going to be difficult. a lot of yeah. work. And it's always going to be difficult, right? Because you're just not a good energetic match. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's not to say that relationships are easy ever. Right. ever. There should be easy times. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a threshold of when it goes from being the just the work that's required to be in partnership versus it being challenging and yes. difficult and constant. You have to constantly tend that garden. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? You know, I, I like that analogy of gardens. I'm a gardener. Me too. And there are times when you go out and you spend all day in the dirt. And then there are times when you just let it sit, mm-hmm. right? And let it do its work. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think that's yeah. a great analogy. I find I'm the gardener usually in my relationship. And ah. my partner is usually the, the seed, you know, that I'm tending. <laughs> I, want, I want someone that maybe is already like a full-grown plant. <laughs> When I just need to prune or trim or water or fertilize, harvest the fruits from it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, that's what I've heard in the past, too, is that in relationships, one person tends to be the gardener and one person tends to be the plant. Someone needs Uh tending to and someone needs to do the tending. Right. Well, ideally, it goes back and forth. Right. That was what I was just about to say, is Ah. that there needs to, I think there needs to be that times where it's back and forth. So if you do find that you're, it's very one-sided and everything's challenging and everything's difficult, then yeah, there's probably just not that shared vision, that shared energy and same focus. Mm-hmm. So opposites attract. They don't usually last. Aha. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Oh, yeah. It can be very exciting to have someone that um, balances you out. And a little balance is nice. But yeah, the, I had a therapist tell me that a long time ago. Opposites attract. They don't last. Mm, right. I had a therapist tell me one time that uh, women always think that men are going to change, mm-hmm. right? And men think the women never will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. We all as humans do change over we time, mm-hmm. certainly. But fundamentally, if, if who you are is a very competitive person, right. that may soften or, or grow over time. Like it may fluctuate, but mm-hmm. you're always going to be competitive. Right, right. If if you're a very dominant personality, you may find ways to communicate that effectively or make it to where it doesn't um, take over other people's lives and energies, but you're always going to be a dominant personality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of flux, but there's always growth and always change, mm-hmm. but your fundamental things, like... They, you are who you are, fundamentally, are who you in are. some ways. Some things so can, it's, it's It's hard yeah. to figure out, though, what's, what's the fundamentally that human being's essence versus what can change and grow over time. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Physically, our cells are renewed every seven years, mm-hmm. so we're literally a different person every seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you've got that spark that keeps you sticking around through the changes, that's really what, that's the sweet spot, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, this. I keep going back to this uh, session I did yesterday, this quantum healing hypnosis session. This woman, she went to the lifetime where she was this successful, uh, albeit somewhat illegal, businesswoman with this dynamic partner, never, never romantic because they knew that would screw things up, and then going to this happy relationship, happy, happy new mom, etc. Now she, in this in this lifetime, she's got this kind of seemingly impossible relationship. She's in this wonderful marriage, but seemingly impossible in that. They started out just as friends. She never wanted to be married. And then one day she realized that this is the guy I need. And they did. And she's had so many ups and downs, and he's been with her no matter what. And they really, truly are soulmates, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Mm. And so I thought that, you know, that's hashtag relationship goals, which is kind of nice. Not always what happens, but when you see it, you just think, oh, there's some hope there. Yeah, and there's definitely people out there that you look at and go like, oh, those two people are meant to be together. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite podcasts is The Box of Oddities, mm. which is so much fun. Cat and Jethro, Gilligan Toth, and that, those two just seem like the perfect, again, the perfect pair. You think, oh my gosh, they're just meant to be together, right? So yeah, it can happen. I love being around those kinds of couples. It gives me hope. It's a twice, two times divorced person. Me too. You know, I know there's, I know my person's out there. Exactly. They're out there. And when I think about soulmate, I think about there's a type of person and a type of energy that you need to have in your life. And it's about finding people because there could be multiple people. Right. With all the billions of people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> to say that it was the guy down the street. Okay. You probably have multiple people that were just like the guy down the street all over the world that it just was up to your soul to find that energy and you could have found it in multiple places. But yeah, that's how I think of a soulmate that that person's out there. Yeah. But I think what you said about the, having the energetic match is also very true. You know, we have, we can have many soulmates in a life. That's Mm -hmm. just someone who their soul for whatever reason is just kind of enmeshed with ours, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, I can't remember which Bronte sister wrote Wuthering Heights, but there's a line in there that says, whatever souls are made of, Heathcliff's and mine are the same. And I just thought that was so nice. So there, you know, there's that, but then, um, you know, just having someone who's got an energetic blueprint that just kind of overlays your own and Mm -hmm. fills in those gaps. So we can have many soulmates in life, but that one that really overlays and fills all your gaps and you are completely enmeshed together that's more of a twin flame and we're not always incarnated with our twin flame Mm -hmm. and that can be painful sometimes for some people Mm -hmm. but man if you find somebody like that that's that's amazing yeah absolutely there's he's, hope. he's out there or she i should say right. he or he she or she yeah Who lucky knows? you because <laughs> <laughs> every time i say he in the past couple of years i mean I've, I've not had a serious relationship with a woman mm-hmm. but every time i say heat because that's where again i'm conditioned to go because that's what i've had so i need mm-hmm. to get reprogrammed yes but my my best friend will be like or her or she or a woman and i'm like yes yes thank you touche yeah, I've got Who a 13-year-old girl at home, and, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about her future life all the time. And I mm-hmm. say, well, when you get married, and it can be a man or a woman, doesn't matter to me, it doesn't even matter. You know, I always let her know. It's like, who do you think, in, who in your class do you think is cute? Are you think any boys or any girls you think are cute? And she's like, Mom, please. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but, you know, I think it's wonderful that, that, that her generation has that option. Yeah. You know, so many generations that came before may have had feelings that just didn't match what everyone was telling them their expectations were. 
mm-hmm. right? And I think this is wonderful that people can love who they want to love, and it's just getting more and more open all the time. Agreed. Agreed. I feel like this is part of our evolution toward homo spiritus, that we are currently homo, homo sapiens, which is a knowing person or being, I guess, mm-hmm. and then we're moving toward this homo spiritus, which really is androgynous, which is all loving, which is sexless even, and so I think that's uh, going to be interesting to see how these these things develop. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, New Year's Eve, I went to this wonderful wedding. You saw my pictures on yeah. Facebook. Gorgeous wedding. Same-sex couple. They're in their 50s and been, been together decades, never thought they'd be able to actually get married, legally married. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we're going to do this right. And we're going to do this so that it's memorable for everyone. And I remember the toast at the reception. It was just beautiful. My friend Steve said, we were so happy when you all said yes to join in this moment with us. Oh, that just gave me chills. I know. I just got chills, too. And uh, I just think it's wonderful that we live in a society where you it's starting to get a little easier. I know it's not completely easy. There's so much work left to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, I think, where a lot of people tend to get into the chosen family. Yeah. You know, for people whose biological families can't or won't be there for them. Yeah. We, I think, are moving more to being okay with that as a society because we all are getting to the point where we have other people that we can turn to for love and support and trust Absolutely. and um, that validation and acceptance, too. And acceptance, too. You know, I just don't understand how you can have a child and every day, 365 days a year, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Mom, dad, I'm gay. Get out of my house. Mm-hmm. I it's don't conditional. get it is totally conditional. And there were probably other things in that life that was conditional as well. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the way that they carried themselves in the world or how well they cleaned their room or, you know, how they behaved at church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? But, yeah. you know, that's... You can't say that you unconditionally love your child if that is one thing that would make you yeah. say, get out of my home, I don't want you around, I'm not speaking to you. Right. Well, one distinction that I, I feel, I don't know if you agree with this, but I do feel like love sometimes is conditional because there is a condition that I would expect you to show me respect if you love me. I would agree right? with that, yes. You would treat yes. me kindly. You would treat my family kindly and hold things that I feel are important, hold them important too. So I feel like there are some conditions. But for a child, for your child, those conditions, I think, just should, don't matter. I don't know. I don't know. Being a mom and such a mama bear. Right. If, right? if you've got <clears throat> a good kid, right. you know, a kid who, and when I say good, I mean they're not a psychopath. They haven't murdered somebody. They're not, like, trying to burn your house down or kill your pets. I mean, like, right. your child is a good human being. Right. And then that's the one thing that makes you, uh, yeah, I mean, the work that I have done with the LGBT community and just being an advocate and being in the chamber, I would say there's probably half of them there who don't speak to their biological parents. Yeah. And that just breaks my fucking heart. It does break my fucking heart, too. You know, there's this wonderful organization called Free Mom Hugs. Oh, yes. They were at Pride this year with their T-shirts. Were you there? I was in Europe then, but I will be at the next Pride for sure giving out hugs because I think it's important. And you saw just photo after, I'm going to start crying, photo after photo after photo of these people just melting into the volunteers' arms. 
It's mm-hmm. like, I just miss my mom so much. I miss my dad so much. Yeah. I am going to yeah. start crying. God damn it. <laughs> it's okay. No, you're making me cry too. Because right? yeah, that's, I can't imagine if my parents had abandoned me. I only came out two years ago. Yeah. I can't imagine if my parents had said, we don't want to talk to you. You exactly. can't be a part of our family. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We're both balling here. Yeah. We're so both balling. But you know what? There should be free mom hugs for um, conservative parents and liberal children too. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't tell you how many people I've seen where they've just split over kind of ideological, sociological type of issues. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's so much division. I always say nobody comes to see me because their lives are going great. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Same. Same. Yeah. I know. But I see too many people who just don't speak with brothers, sisters, family members, mothers, fathers. And it just breaks my heart every time. I don't want to not be a part of my family. I've right. tried so hard to be. Yeah. And it's not even that they don't accept me because of what I do or my sexuality or anything like that. They just, I don't know. I think there's something in the water. Yeah. Both my parents are from the same hometown and the communication styles of all mm-hmm. of my aunts and uncles and my dad are very similar where it's just quick to hostility, quick to assume judgment, malice, and, and ascribe negative intent mm-hmm. to actions. And I don't operate that way. Right, you um, don't. I'm glad my parents got me out of that town when I was young because I just don't come from that place. I'm always very like, well, let's, let's look at this situation or let's try to understand what's going on or maybe this person had this thing going on. And I don't know. I Maybe the problem is because I am so different from them. I think I'm the only empath in the family. <laughs> Um, and then yeah I always got the like you're too sensitive you need Mm -hmm. to toughen up grow some thicker skin don't let it bother you let it roll off your back Mm -mm. yet if I stood up for myself I was the one that got the finger wag or the hey stop it you know it was I I get pushed and I then I push back and I get in trouble for the pushback so if I'm not allowed to stand up for myself anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh I just there's no point in participating in that system because right. it's just too much work to get over it emotionally after I'm done with the situation. I so agree. I'm going to choose to not participate until they can show that they respect themselves, let alone other people. Because that's the biggest problem is a lot yeah. of them don't respect themselves. Right. Well, that's that's not your that's outside of your boat. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not I your can't. circus, not your monkeys. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> yep. I know there are some things you can control and some things you can't really all we control is what how we react to things and so you know I, I see people with these tragic family stories it's like oh I haven't talked to my mom for the longest time I didn't go to so-and-so's funeral because I was pissed at them and it's like good god people if you don't figure this out this time you're just going to have to come back mm-hmm. next time and it's going to be worse the karmic energy the karmic cycle has to be Kar- broken right yeah, exactly. We got to balance that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a client that she and her dad just cannot get along. He kicked her out one time. She almost got killed being on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just like over ideological stupid shit. She's gay, and he, he's just a dick. And um, sorry, that was judgmental. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you know, how do you do that to your child? No, I'm with you. And she, and so I saw many past lives for them. Like one time they were in the Crusades, and one was a Muslim, and one was a Christian, and they, and then another time, another lifetime they were in the the Holocaust. One was a Nazi, and one was a Jew. It's like you guys, 
you have to figure this out. Otherwise, it just gets closer to the heart and it gets worse. Mm-hmm. You know, so keep at it. Yeah. You take a break. I want to start with figuring out what's up with my, uh, I'm sure with my past lives with my dad. Mm, sure. There's some energy sure. there that's not resolved. There's some lessons there. Yeah. Again, this session I did yesterday, this woman in this lifetime has a difficult relationship with her mother who is very controlling and very challenging. Father's very permissive and very loving, mm-hmm. right? We went to this first lifetime where she was this, uh, I guess you could say gangster mole. I don't know, but she was a successful businesswoman. Uh-huh. And had this, we went, to, we went back to the family of origin. Mother was very pretty, very pretty and very loving, very kind. The father was very strict. Well, then come to find out her higher self that said that the rules had been reversed this time. And so we all have to take turns being these mirrors to each other anyway. We travel over and over again with our soul family until we get it right. You screw up this time, don't worry about it, you'll come back again. It could be worse, probably will be worse, but you just have another opportunity to make it right, so you better figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sure you're familiar with the, the idea of the spiral, your lifetime being the spiral, and that as you ascend, you're still coming back to you're the things that you back. haven't figured out or right. understood or found the balance for. Right. And that you may just fit on the same level until you figure it out and go higher. So I like that idea of that. Yeah, right? Well, in very true in relationships, too, romantic relationships. It's like, why do we keep dating the same people, same person, different head? Oh, I feel like I've definitely started dating different people. Thank God. Good for you. <laughs> well, because you figure that found, out. I have found my boundaries and what I need and what I don't need in a relationship, for sure. And I have found I am definitely dating very, very different people than I did in the past, which is good good for you yes and I don't I don't continue seeing people because I'll give you like two or three maybe even five dates at five dates is kind of where I'm like assessing like okay how how well could our energies match moving forward it's not like I want to marry this person but it is if there's something that's disjointed there's no point in moving forward right right by then you should be able to figure that out Mm -hmm. you know enough Mm -hmm. about them and I always say you have to date someone a whole year before you really know them. oh yeah how do they do birthdays how do they do Christmas how do they do major holidays with their family Mm -hmm. how often do they you know just you get that whole cycle in there too Mm -hmm. right but by five dates you've got a good idea if you want to move forward or not Mm -hmm. absolutely you know my dad who's on wife number three but granted they've been married 40 years Mm -hmm. um, probably longer and they have a wonderful relationship I mean talk about relationship goals they've got a great relationship third time's a charm for Mm -hmm. him but he says every day you have to wake up and ask yourself do I still want to be married to this person you know and at first I thought well that's a that's harsh but it is. It's a daily choice. Yeah, cause, and, but if you're also reminding, if the answer is yes, and then you think about all the reasons why the right. answer is yes, then every day you're starting your day with gratitude or thankfulness uh, for having that person and why they should be in your life. So yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Mm, we're going to steal that. <laughs> What's his name? His name is Jerry Clemens. I'm going to steal the Jerry technique. The Jerry technique, <laughs> yes. Still the Jerry technique. So you've got a couple of things coming up soon. Uh, oh wait, there was one thing I wanted to ask you about. I saw What's you that? on, I saw on your website, 
Akashic record reading. Oh, yes. I want to know more about that. We have been talking about that basically since I sat down here. So let me give you the nickel tour. So the Akashic records is basically a blueprint of your soul. It's your thoughts, words, and deeds, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. It's your blueprint, basically. And it's an etheric hall of records is where the Akashic records reside. And they are overseen by, for all intents and purposes, a council of your elders, your masters, your teachers, and your loved ones, right? So you've got you've got help on the other side as well. But when we're looking at past lives, when we're looking at any psychic insight at all, in fact, anybody you see at any fair, any any reader, they're they're tapping into the Akashic records because that is the only place where that information is stored. Mm-hmm. Right, so our soul family information, our incarnations are stored there. Um, our soul purpose, because not only do we have a life purpose, but we have a soul purpose, right? So that follows us, follows us lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, and it may look uh, slightly different in each lifetime, but it's just all aspects of one soul purpose. And so that's really what the Akashic Records is. There's many ways to get there. There's one method I use, which is called the pathway prayer. And it's a prayer that opens the records and allows me to just, it's like going to the card catalog rather than mm. the database. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. Gotcha. So yeah, that's what the Akashic Records is. Yeah, we were basically talking about that because you mentioned the blueprint earlier. Exactly. So. Very cool. It's all cool. connected. It's all one. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to sit down and do some sessions with you about all this stuff. Yeah, we need to do some work together, yes, Kristen Thomas. Absolutely, absolutely. Twenty twenty is the year for it. Yep. So, well, you've got the Good Living Expo yes. coming up. That's January thirty first and February first. Yes, right. It's yes. Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. And then on Saturday, I see you have a class. So, tell me yes. more about the class you're going to be hosting. So basically, energy energy systems one hundred and one. So it's the chakra and the aura system, and it's just a nickel tour of what I outlined before. It's only I think. 30 or 40 minutes so it's not super long mm-hmm. but we just do an overview what how this affects us how the chakra system affects us physically mentally emotionally so if you think of you know the gardening analogy mm-hmm. we've got a watering hose a water hose you put a kink in the water hose and the water can't go through mm-hmm. so when we have a block or an imbalance in the chakra system that's like kinking our energy flow gotcha right and so our body does not get the energy that it needs to live in wellness and wholeness mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So that's what that class is going to be about. I'm excited. Good. That's, a, that's a great fair. It is off the hook. I, I, it used to be the Just For Her. Well, they it? still do have Just For okay. Her. This is a new one. This is a new one. Okay. This is the second time we were part of the very first ever Good Living Expo last year. Mm-hmm. And we met so many people. Yeah. It was amazing. Are you going to yeah. have a booth as well? Oh, yeah. Very good. We'll have a Maybe uh, next year I'll do that. You really should. They're expensive. I haven't gotten into fairs. That's my thing. I haven't gotten into um, trade shows and fairs and things like that to promote yeah. my coaching business yet. Mm-hmm. So. It's a good one. That and the Casey Holistic Wellness Fair. Okay. That's coming up in March or maybe late February. And that's another really good one. It's put on by the same people who do the Casey Metaphysical Fair. Okay. Yeah, and it's all I'll holistic wellness. Out. You'd really fit in there. These, these fairs are expensive to get a table. They mm-hmm. really are, plus all the materials that you put out on mm-hmm. your table. But it's so worth it. You meet a lot of people, and it's just you're swimming in that energy. Everybody's there because of wellness, because they want to live better, feel better, interact better. It's just a happy place to yeah, be. Yeah, I bet that is good energy in that room for sure. Yay. Yay. And that's the Overland Park Convention Center. It is. 
Very good. So, so they you can, can go to your website or your mm-hmm. Facebook or go to the Good Loving Expo page on uh, socials or their website too. And get Absolutely. some tickets. Absolutely. I did also see you can get a free ticket to the Good Living Expo if you take a winter coat yes. as donation. I mean, the tickets are like eight bucks. Right. Or there's a $25 VIP ticket, I think, for like the party that night. But right. yeah. Take some winter and coats, help some people out. Closet. And what good energy too, you know? Right. Help somebody out. Remove some things from your space. Do that, uh, what is it? Con Mari. Oh, <laughs> the Marie yeah, Kondo stuff. Marie Kondo. <laughs> Does this coat bring you joy or not? No, nope. take it to the Good Living Expo and get a free ticket. And go see Christy talk. Yay. So it's at 1 o'clock on Saturday? Uh, that sounds one or one thirty. I think so. Something like that. Cool. Yeah. One well, one last thing before we go. You've got your own podcast. I do have my own podcast. You have been on my podcast. Yeah. And that's going to air soon. January so. 7. Okay. Very January good. January 7. Radiate Desire. So the the podcast is called Radiate Wellness Podcast. Mm-hmm. Such an original name. <laughs> <laughs> but besides wellness, we all radiate something. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at you and you do radiate desire. Oh, thank you. You know? You look at someone and you go, oh my gosh, he just radiates peace. Mm -hmm. She radiates clarity. Mm -hmm. And so I have a variety of guests that have been on the podcast and coming up as well who radiate something cool. And it's not necessarily about wellness. For example, I had a beekeeper on recently. Mm. And that was so fucking interesting. I'll tell you what. It was so interesting learning about bees. I've had a clown on there to Uh talk about how you manage your energy before you go on stage and she grew her energy like 12 feet sitting on my couch so a lot of really interesting and different topics so it's a radiate wellness podcast we're on apple podcast google play spotify libsyn and youtube awesome yeah beyond so you've got it's audio and video and video yes that was one thing i had to actually do my makeup and my hair that day (laughs) I've had people show up and forget that it was on video, and that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> you know, I can just put a picture up. People keep YouTube. telling me I need to do video, and I'm just, oh, it's, a, it's extra work. I It is extra work, but I also don't like myself on video. I don't know what my thing Nobody is Nobody does. Phone. Nobody does. That's all. The solar plexus chakra, which is also <laughs> something that women struggle with. <laughs> I just, I'm, I, I know that I'm looking at things that nobody else is noticing. I get it. I just, yeah. I know. I, I'll I, stick to my audio for now. I put my videos up there and then I just, I never look at them. Yeah, a lot you know? of actors say they don't watch their own work. I think, yeah. It, yeah it I don't like look that. at them. I don't watch them. But I don't, I don't care. I put, I put them up there. Yeah. Know? I do go back and watch my t- live TV appearances that I've done. Right. Um, yeah. But usually just once. And then I'm like, ugh, I should have done this better, that better. Or they didn't stick to the questions or, you know, I don't know. I know. Let it go. Let it go. Let exactly. It go. Let it go. Just uh, accept it and release the, you know, any negativity associated with it because it just is. And again, exactly. everyone else is always they complimentary look, and so yes. kind about like, oh, your appearance was so great. I'm like, well, you know, in my head, I'm just like, thank you. They don't notice. They yeah, really they don't, notice. don't notice. I've done a ton of theater and the things that you think were such big screw ups, people don't even notice. We all get in our own heads, don't we, we about do. stuff. You know, yeah. it's one last point before we let you go here is, I, you know, I'm always coaching people about mm-hmm. getting out of their heads when they're in the bedroom with somebody. Because especially women talking about... I've got stretch marks or my body doesn't look like it used to. You know, my boobs are saggier because I'm aging and, you know, I've got a zit on my ass. Like, they don't care. Your partner really does not care. doesn't matter if your partner's a male or a female. They don't care. 
Right. They love you. They want you. They want to be embraced by you and, and embrace you every bit of you. They do not give a shit if you now have stretch marks right. or you didn't do your makeup today. Like they just don't care. Yeah. Because it is not just about your physical body. It is about your energy exchange. And what energy you're bringing to the bedroom. Exactly. Right. Confidence is the sexiest thing you can bring to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So before we do your tarot reading, how Woo-hoo! can the people how can the people get a hold of you? Okay, my website is radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Mm-hmm. We are on the socials as Radiate Wellness and we're gosh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, my personal business page is Angels Guidance with Christy Clemens Hoffman. I do Facebook lives every Monday through Friday. Can't guarantee what time I'm going to sit down. <laughs> You are dedicated to it. I love it. But they're all out there to see. Very good. That's how you can find me. I am so excited about this card deck you have. It is beautiful. Well, I already shuffled, so feel free to go ahead and cut wherever you like. Perfect. These are gorgeous. What is it? The erotic tarot. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, we're just going to do a one-card reading here, so... Tell us what you've got there. I love this tens. is water, ten of water. Mm-hmm. This gorgeous nymph-like creature with long, gorgeous hair, sparkling, and in this beautiful waterscape with mountains. I do so dearly love mountains. Mm-hmm. So what does you that use mean? Mountains as a metaphor earlier. Yes, right. You did so. Well, the water sign is cups. Um, Mm -hmm. which talks about your sense of sight and the spiritual and emotional sphere. Uh, Water controls daydreams, mental images, Mm -hmm. the lure of the unknown, and of Mm. exotic and adventurous situations. It's also that part of the attraction that comes from what is irrational and from romantic desire. Mm -hmm. Now, 10 is the last, you know, number before you get into the face cards, basically. Uh, and, And 10 is often about abundance. Uh, it's about faithfulness, the perfection of a situation, harmony, and purification. Uh, it's Mars in Pisces. What sign are you? I'm a Leo oh, with Gemini rising. I love Leos. Right. I'm a Capricorn. Oh. Uh, it's also about the need to struggle, to evolve, to fight in a detached, indifferent, and scientific way. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. I feel like That's that. That's me to a T. That is me to a T. Well, in water and um, fluid in general, energetically speaking, is emotion. So mm-hmm. in the body, our phlegm, our blood, you know, any other liquids in the body, it's all about emotion. That was the perfect card for you. It was a perfect card. I love it. Nailed love it. it. Thank you again Thank so, you so much. much. This, this is, is so much show. fun. So much fun. We always have fun together when we chat, though. So. We do. We yeah. do. I have to say, if a psychic tells you that they really like you and they like your energy, I feel like I've won the jackpot because <laughs> that's the most accurate fucking thing that anyone could, you know, like, I feel like, okay, yes, you see me. You see me. I will dispel one tiny myth about psychics, though. (laughs) People think that we go around and see everything about everybody. Oh, well, you probably picked up this about me or picked up that. (laughs) Well, no, just because I have a key to your house doesn't mean I go in if if I've not been invited. Right. Right? Right. So I will leave you with that. What you have seen thus far... You like Love so it. I feel like I like validated. you, Kristen Thomas. You, you are so sweet. That. <laughs> Fuck my family. Christy likes me. <laughs> Sorry, I, don't mean I do kind of mean it, but certain members of my family, well, I wish them nothing but love and yeah. grace and 
I just can't be a part of that They're until drama. they figure it out. Yep. Detach it. Exactly. So mm -hmm. thank you for helping me it. talk through that today. You bet. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. And check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called the Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content, like my work with this podcast and other forms of media, by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.